Hey friends, I go by Chavid Dang. Yo fam, I'm Dine Peace. You're listening to Sit Down, Be Hungry. If it ain't shabu, we ain't hot potting. Welcome to Sit Down, Be Hungry, episode 14. In this episode, we talk about my new show, Ugly Delicious, on Netflix, our experience at Koshan 555. We got the juicy bits for you as usual, including some of the new words added to Webster Dictionary, a pie theme saucing on you, and more. Episode 14, holla. Yeah, yeah. Holla, bitch. Sit down. Be hungry. Holla, bitch. Sit down. Be hungry. Hey, little Max, are you ready for some flavor in your ear? Nice. Such a good tribute. <laughs> Rest in peace, Craig Rest Mack. in peace, Craig Mack. Welcome to episode 14 of Sit Down, Be Hungry. Thanks for listening, guys. This is Dine Peace. This is Chavid Dang. And welcome. Yeah. You got any shout outs this week? I have two shout outs. One is to James Chiavel. He said hi to me on my IG. <laughs> we yeah. went to go eat at uh, Hockingbird. Yes. And uh, my second shout out is to NyQuil, Liquid NyQuil. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been Wait, we have, and I think collectively we have a third shout out, but go to your second shout out. Oh yeah. Second yeah. shout out to Nyquil. Second shout out to Nyquil cuz I've been sick and it's been it's been my buddy and, and keeping me alive. You're lean. My lean. <laughs> I've been robo tripping for the last week. <laughs> <laughs> my lean to. <laughs> And uh, our third shout out is to Koshan. Um, five, Koshan, five, five. Koshan 555. Thank you to James, um, Colin, and Brady for having us there. It was a wonderful event. I'm so glad we got to eat like everything. <laughs> we'll get to there in a second. Yeah, but, we had uh, some other stuff to get to first. <laughs> we somehow got like 14 packs of buttermilk of Jack in the Box. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's something I'll get to later too. No, but like, oh. no, but, like I'm going to segue into Set that. Set up this timeline. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So we got like I think 14 probably more than that I still have I don't a bunch know. I asked for five buttermilks and the guy gave <laughs> us 14 yeah shout out to the nor- was it the North Oakland or South Berkeley on on Telegraph Jack in the Box they I have sa- no idea they I saved was, us on I was a, very inebriated they saved us on a late Friday night a couple weeks ago um, we got like $50 worth of Jack in the Box I think that's the most money I've ever spent at Jack in the Box <laughs> well worth it we ate well, six people we ate almost everything yeah I don't uh, remember how many. I think we bought like 24 tacos. 24 sets. Oh, so 48? No, 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 no. no, no, no. 12 orders not, of tacos. 12 so 48 orders of tacos. tacos. Um, your what, what's your famous dish there? Bacon cheddar potato veggies. Yes. Um, what else do we it's get? Actually, a side. We tried the new food truck sandwich, which was okay, and then I got the fish sandwich too, which was okay. Tacos were the star. Yes. We had six leftover the next day. Yes. So before Koshan, you know, I got a little spicy in the kitchen. I made some leftover chilaquiles with them. Um, maybe look for some content for that later. Um, I hope to make them again, but that means I'll have to buy Jack in the Box tacos first. So I might have to get. That's to a not certain, a problem. I might have to get to a certain place before you see those. I love Jack in the Box. Yeah, but then. We went to Koshan, which we will go to later. And then after that, your lead became your buddy. When you got sick. Oh, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, I think say- maybe I have like some remnants of, of this NyQuil in my system. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have some of this old par in my system. So that's- Yeah, I don't know what it is, but whatever came around, it, it hit me hard this time. And um, because of that, I stayed home and I watched a lot of weird shit on TV. But I also did finally get to dedicate time and watch all of Ugly Delicious. Yeah, I worked real hard on that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's been my joke every time someone brings it up. But maybe the more I do it, the more he'll notice. I don't know. I, I did recently finish it too. Did you it, just finish it? It was a great show. So for the listeners, 
you should know about this, but Ugly Delicious is a new series on uh, Netflix with David Chang. Not David Dang. <laughs> David Chang. And um, and I know it's been worked on for at least over a year now. Because um, oh, you uh, you said you had a friend. Yeah, my featured. friend's restaurant is on the fried rice episode. And then I texted her as I was watching it. And I was like, oh, my God, it's so cute to see you, your mom on the show. And she's like... Oh shit! I didn't realize it was out already. Oh wow! And she was like, "Yeah, that was like a year ago." Yeah. But it kind of makes sense because on the show, like he goes everywhere in the well, world. I think it's nice because it kind of lets you feel like you're jumping around within the yeah, show. Because yeah. he also has his co-producer Peter, who he also wrote the Momofuku books with, and mm-hmm. then like they kind of like divided and conquered a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was pretty cool. cool. Yeah, I I really enjoyed watching this series. I think a little bit more than Mind of a Chef. Yes. Do you agree? I think more for the cultural yeah, context, because yeah, sure. Mind of a Chef is just food porn. Of course. Uh, yes. yes, you get the story of the chef and kind of the restaurant they're in and why it's so. It's just, but they only com- cover fine dining, which was I know what David set out to do with this show to kind of cover, you know, quote unquote ugly delicious. But I do love that the more and more you watched it, you really learned the more meaning of the title ugly delicious. Oh, for sure, for sure. So I guess we we don't have to spoil that too much, but if you watch the series, I think it'll start to make sense in like the dopest way possible. Yeah. No, I, I definitely have bookmarked couple new places that I, I would like to visit at some point in my life so um, yeah I'm a huge fan I love I love ugly delicious it definitely gave me some pride feeling Asian American and kind of dealing with the same things growing up so oh was, yeah the, um, the the crawfish episode like it, I, I felt obviously because of Vietnamese it, I really connected with that one especially you gotta get to Houston yeah, I, yeah. actually I was supposed to go to Houston a couple years ago but it was that weekend where the floods were really crazy mm. and uh, we had to cancel that trip but um yeah, that episode like really touched me, and and now I want to have an amp oil soon. <laughs> oh. Well, we got close the other day. Um, yeah. The show's coming to you a little bit late because <laughs> we were going to record on Sunday, but it was the first day of daylight savings, and we had that extra hour. We were going to grill, then record, but then we just grilled and didn't record. <laughs> <laughs> we just grilled and chilled. <laughs> yeah, we super chilled. <laughs> well, there was some coverage of that on our on our IG story. Um, if you missed it, there might be some posts thrown up later. We threw up your little $20 grill in your backyard. Hell yeah, that shit is still going. And it was $20. I bought it for Handle It, and this is like the third time I've used it. Yo, we threw some cool stuff on there. I went to Berkeley Bowl and just went ham on like multiple sausages. I love Berkeley Bowl. Um, you made some burgers. We threw in a bunch of asparagus some eggplant, grilled some pears, which were really good. Yep. And we grilled pizza on it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, yeah. Also, shout out to Navi Kitchen. Um, I've only went, this was only my second time. I went on Saturday. Delicious breakfast Indian pizza. Had eggplant, cauliflower, paneer on it. Had three slices left over. And we're like, let's just re-hit these joints on the grill. It was so nice. It was like a really nice, like, toast. And, and it was, you know, like, people mistaken pizza by reheating it and, like, yeah. toasting the whole or, thing. And or, the top gets really hard. Or it gets, yeah, squishy or stale. Yeah, but this is, like, perfect. It was, like, I, I imagine that's what it tasted like fresh from the restaurant because yeah. it was just the bottom was well, we still I still got to bring you guys. It's really close to my place. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, I've, once I've learned, like, just heating from the bottom method is, like, the method for heating pizza, there's no going back. You can't convince me any toaster nope. or microwave is going to give you anything. I, I love how Fawn was like, should we nuke these real quick? And I was like, nah. <laughs> Trust the grill. I didn't know, like, that Indian pizzas were a thing. Yeah. Like, is there a lot of restaurants that do that? or is I know it- there's a few out here that do it, but, uh, you know, Chef Preeti that does Navi, she also was formerly of Juhu Beach Club, which is just now closed down. So Indian food, but showing how there's fusion to it from her surroundings and growing up here. 
or growing up where I, I need to check where she's from. But um, to show that it doesn't have to be necessarily authentic, it's just got to have that sincerity and taste really good. Yeah. I know there are a couple Indian pizza places out here, but I think she's one of the first people in the area to kind of do it at an elevated level. Okay. Yeah. No, it was great. I, I'm excited to go try it one day. Yeah. They got other stuff too. They have like tikka masala mac and cheese. Oh, uh, they got they have fried chicken there too. I need to go with more people to try more stuff off the menu. Yep. Yes, we gotta go back. So last Sunday we got to hang out at AT&T Park, all three of us with. Uh, we weren't there to watch baseball. No. <laughs> Definitely not. No. We went there to stuff our bodies with lots of fat and yes. alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got there around 3.30. Yes. Um, we got an invitation to come a little earlier to uh, visit, uh, basically to, to join in on a wine lecture, I guess, with um, Tumay and Silver Oak. Silver Oak, yes, that was cool. What's cool about these events that when we go to it, we get all these like extra emails from people, um, I guess it's part of a press package or something like that, because the same thing happened when we went to Fancy Food yes. Show, we got all these like other... Like, here's what you should be looking out for. Exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah, so we were pretty, we were very blessed to be able to um, attend this and got to try some wines and sample some food. I guess to take a step back, Dime Peace, do you want to tell the Listeners, what Koshan 555 is? Yes, so it is a pretty big pork competition. It's in 10 cities. Um, the major Koshan is in Chicago. I believe it visits every city once a week, and uh, five teams or five chefs are given one whole pig, and they have full reign to do whatever with this pig and, and create these dishes and get judged on it. The proceeds benefit piggybank.org. Which I think is the best name for a partnership <laughs> to happen. I believe, I forget where, it's somewhere in the Midwest, but it's basically like a new way of farming for pigs. And um, I think to, to, to spread awareness of these heritage breeds too. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, actually I got an email today from Koshan that from the San Francisco event, they raised $4,500. Wow. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Five chefs in San Francisco competing. Uh, plus, Jared, a, pl- I was going to say, before we got into the chefs, plus a lot of other random goodies kind of peppered Throughout the whole event, yeah, too. yeah. There's a Psalm Smackdown, um, a Punchbowl King, Queen, and um, I think that's pretty much as far. Oh, a butchering competition. Yes. So when we were, um, when I was able to secure these tickets for Kushan Five Five Five, I was kind of bragging about it with the separate group chat that I have. Oh, not the Hawaii Wings chat. <laughs> not not each. It's okay. We all have. We're all in dozens. So of I was group bragging. Chats. I was like, hey guys, I, I'm, I'm gonna get to go to uh, Kushan Five Five Five, and my really good friend Jeremy was like, oh man, I want to go too. And I was like, well, you can get tickets. I, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I mean, we got tickets. And so um, we were, I was going to, it was his birthday. And so I was thinking like, oh, you know, maybe I can get him in somehow. And then um, I, I posted in the group chat. And then his girlfriend, my old roommate, Lena, texted me privately. And she's like, no, don't talk about Koshan because I actually got him surprise tickets for his uh, birthday. Is this before you guys had the conversation? What do you mean? Before he was like jealous of you saying you were going? Was oh, this- no, no, no. This is after. Oh, okay. So like that kind of, that conversation just kind of ended. And oh. then, um, and so she was like, hey, don't tell him that I actually got him tickets to go. And I was like, oh, I'm so excited you get to go. She told him that they were going to Shen, Shen Yun. Shen, yeah. Shen, Shen Yun. Yeah. Shen Yun. I don't know. Basically like a Chinese like dance, dance acrobatic dance I have, show. I've seen the flyers like my whole life and I've never gone. <laughs> my mom has talked about going. I'm down to go one day. I think it's expensive. Yeah, so I don't know I, if I, I want to spend a lot of money on the it. The poster's always really colorful. That's all I know. <laughs> like I was saying earlier, there, th- what we went to was Shen Yum. Shen Yum, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, it was funny because like so she was texting me earlier in the day and was just like, hey, do you know if it's going to be inside or outside? I was like, I don't know. And I was like, I would, you know, dress comfortable or just bring a light jacket. Just bring stretchy pants. And then so she was like, yeah, he's asking me like, how should he dress? Because he's like dressing up for this <laughs> Shen, like Shen, Shen Yun yeah. or whatever. <laughs> And I was like, I don't know, tell him to wear like dark clothes. And she's like, he's wearing white pants. And I was like, damn, he's gonna get sauce on everything. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it's oh, okay. Man. We have a seg- we have a segment for that. It's fine. Yeah. So he it was it was a it was a sweet surprise for him. Happy and, and happy, happy birthday, Germ. <laughs> sweet and salty. And he did not get any pork juices on his white pants. So good job. <laughs> There's five chefs, um, Jeremy McMillan and Aisha Curry from International Smoke, Sofina Ung from Byright, Jennifer Puccio from Cavalier, Cavalier. Mm-hmm. Scott Romano from Dry Creek Kitchen, and Howard Coe from up-and-coming uh, Baron Monarch. Yes. So. Um, French Laundry grad as well. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, a, lot of, a lot of powerhouses here. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, it was crazy. So basically, we got there at 3.30, we left around 7.30. And ate the whole time. And pretty oh much my ate God. the whole time. <laughs> like, I've sensory then, overload wait, in the best way. And then went to the Koshan after party to eat and drink more, <laughs> Yeah, there, insane. Yeah, at Dirty Habit. There was head cheese. There were sliders. I don't even remember what else. I like to, because even though the event was free, the after party was not, but everything was only $5.55, which was Which rad. is awesome. Yeah, so shout out to all the folks we got to network with there. It felt more intimate than fancy food. Definitely. Um, but they were both it amazing was, events. It was at the club level of AT&T Park, which is really cool. I've never been there before just to see all this like sports history. Um, and it was really weird seeing the field empty. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, Flan and I were talking. <laughs> we thought like, we, we didn't know what to expect with the layout. Like, were, were we going to be walking around the field? Um, it was nice though when you got too full, we could just go sit on the bleach in the seats for yeah, a second. Super and we're like, nice. We can't do this nice. very often. Um, it was really fun to see a lot of faces that we knew, um, which also made us realize like, dang, we, we actually know a lot of people now. Well, thanks, and that, yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah, and thank you so much for listening and um, and all our, our our homie friends that we got to make along the way pretty much, exactly, right? Yeah, yeah, because it was just like, oh, there's Chava Dang and there's Dice. <laughs> well, you and wore that, your jacket, so yeah, it helped out even you more. Know, that makes you feel good. But yeah. yeah, we got to eat a lot of cool things. Probably the coolest. Yeah, we might have to go for just highlights because we probably ate dozens and dozens and dozens there of different things. There were times where I had to like, I got to sit this one out, yeah. guys. I, I My body can't yeah. do this. <laughs> we, we might have some overlapping agreements, but uh, you want to name maybe the top three things you ate in period? Um, maybe even competition or not. Just top three things you ate there that day. Yeah, so um, I think for me, what really highlights and what I still talk about now is Sofina's pork blood mochi. Yeah, I think that's definitely the one we're all agreeing on because that was, was one of my it favorites was like too. The what the fuck? Yeah. And then wow, this shit tastes bomb. Yeah, yeah. You know? It was really rich, but not like overly silk, not overly rich. I remember rich. like walking and I was like, I smell a lot of butter. And yeah. it was from the, it was um, basically blood mochi that was tossed in brown butter with some sort of like microgreens and comped cheese. Yeah. That was really different and it, and it tasted good. Like it had that like shock factor. But it was it actually was executed very well. Yeah, and when we had her on our last show, we were like, you know, even after we cut the uh, the mics, we're like, so what are you gonna have? And she's like, we haven't even really figured it all yet. <laughs> so I think this one was one of those improv ones that they kind of just threw together. But for us, it was a big hit. Yeah, um, we didn't even know it was coming. Exactly, and 
Um, and and we we kind of said this. It's a cheat code, but it's uh, Scott Romano um, and his pate code. Oh, those. Are I mean, good? it's a cheat code because yeah. it's gonna be good. But yeah. I still like it, and yeah. I ate many of them, and I I, I like pate. And actually, the dish that he did later was one of my favorites of the day too. Is Agnolotti? Yes. The pasta, because uh-huh. um, we thought we ate everything from him, and we came back later that day. We're like, oh, they started putting these yeah. out, and yeah. it was kind of like a dumpling, kind of related to the ugly delicious episode of the ravioli versus the. Oh um, yeah, that that was because really the inside funny. was very much like a dumpling. But uh-huh, the exterior sure. still looked like a stuffed Italian pasta. That was a standout for me as well. Um, this is what might be where we, where we not necessarily disagree, but Flan and I were really hyped about Howard's uh, nugget. <laughs> I know you guys love the nug- nugget, nugget so much. So Chef Howard Co. had like this fried pork nugget, but it was coated in. Uh, I have to see what it was again, but it was coated in. It was black. I think like charcoal or something. Yeah, so we made th- charcoal. Or so I don't we, know. I we thought it was a brownie. Like a brown- I, I legit thought it was a brownie. <laughs> we all thought it was a brownie. <laughs> And, you know, maybe it was to still, because every dish still has to include pork. So maybe it was a brownie with like bacon in it or something. Yeah. We bit into it. We're like, oh. I mean, whoa. actually what Flan was like, oh shit, at their <laughs> uh, dumpling time. Yeah. And then one of their chefs, shout out to Francis. Yeah. He was like, oh, I hope you have that same reaction to our food and as we well. did. And they weren't even competing, but we did. Yeah, it was That really bow was delicious. There's a little bit of peanut in there. Peanut. Um, it was a... Um, they did a collab with like a wines of Germany, and so yes. it was like a uh, some sort of riesling that was in the spout. And by the time we got to that end of the hall, too, we were all stuffed already, and then these flavors were still making us go like, "Man, this is really good." I mean, I was pretty drunk <laughs> and stuffed pretty early Drool, on, drunk and it was and just like steadily drunk and full this whole entire <laughs> many many hours of the day yeah um i also really love the karaoke rice falls from oh, um from D- danica and francis uh, no heritage shout out yes, to those guys shout too. out to those guys and uh, so jason's collab with the hooked uh, oh, those man, savory donuts savory donuts it was a prosciutto and there was a cheese fontina. there was a yeah, the cheese sauce donut. on top yeah so many good things uh, we posted some of it on our instagram maybe we'll try to post more because i still have a lot of photos to clear through from it yeah i feel like so i um the other day i was looking Looking at um, the LA. Uh, oh, because that was just this last week. That was just this past Saturday. And I don't know. I feel like the stuff that we got to eat looked way more tight than theirs. But the people that won um, the LA one, it was a, a, a group from San Diego. That whole menu looked really good. Yeah. Like, I'm a, I'm a little jealous. I wish I got to try that well, one. You had gone to a Koshan before. This was my first one. Yes. And um, I was blown away. I can't wait to go to more of these. If you have not been to one, I highly recommend going to one. Yeah, for sure. It happens every year. And yeah, we'll see you next year. It is now time for the Juicy Bits. This is where we talk about food news that's happening in the world that you and your stomach need to know about. All right, what's good this week? All right, so the first thing is from Extra Crispy. Oh, second one from them. <laughs> is it about cereal this time? No, but it is something crispy. Oh. <laughs> so Apple, not the fruit, files patent for crumb-proof keyboards. About time. I would benefit from this. Yeah, I think a lot of us would benefit from this. <laughs> I've maybe gone through too many cans of the, what's that, the spray stuff that you got screw on the little nozzle to the aerosol can, the keyboard cleaner thing. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, I forget what it's called too, but I've gone through some of that stuff. Although, I mean, you go to that extent. I just use the handheld vacuum, like portable vacuum cleaner in my office. Well, no, our office has it, so I can kind of just kind of sneak away with the can and then brush away my shame and go back to work. I probably should do it weekly, but I don't ever do it. I have hella crumbs in my my keyboard. I snack all day long. I'm snacking right now. Yeah. Although, there weren't too many crumbs from those chestnuts. So it doesn't look like it talks too much about the tech. 
But it did say that Apple filed for the patent, I think, back in 2016, but it was not made public until now. And um, it's kind of anticipated that the next run of MacBooks will now have this, which is why they announced it, because I think they're expecting new Mac. Oh, a new MacBook Air that's rumored to probably come out later this year. So this might be a time to unveil it for us food enthusiasts out here. I don't know why that was never even thought of in the beginning. Style, price, I don't I guess. know. I, I, guess, I mean, I guess like computers are meant for work, and you shouldn't be eating. Man, everything. everyone eats with their computer I know, but on I now. Mean, like you know, at the beginning, I guess. It's Apple; they could do whatever they want, pretty much. Yeah, no, no, I get that. Flan's eating some more chestnuts right now. <laughs> not leaving much crumbs on his laptop either. So at this moment, the tech is not that necessary. So I guess my question is, if you were to like dunk your laptop in water, I guess rice wouldn't save it. <laughs> no, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. But uh, it sounds good. I am in the market for a new laptop soon. If I decide to stick with Apple, I'll be very happy knowing I can just keep eating around it. It doesn't say anything about grease, though. That might be another problem is grease. This is a meme I saw for the fingerprint activation to get through your home screen. Uh-huh. Talking to your phone. Come on, you know it's just me with a little chicken tender grease. Oh, my gosh. So this next one comes to us from Food Republic. Merriam-Webster just added these food words to the dictionary. All right. Let's see. So it says that they've announced today that they've added 850 new words to the dictionary, including a couple of our funky fermented favorites. <laughs> so, these are the ones that are related to food. Aquafaba. Yeah, I, actually, I didn't yeah, know that yeah. word before. <laughs> yeah, I've witnessed so, this word before. So it's the liquid that results when beans are cooked in water. I had no idea what that was. I've consumed that liquid a lot. Arnold Palmer. Cotija. Fond. So I don't know this one. Small particles of brown food and especially meat that adhere to the bottom so of you, the cooking pan. You've seen. You've. you I'm fond you've created, of it. Yeah, I'm you, fond of it. <laughs> you fond of. You've created it. Yes. We've all created it. Um, Harissa, kombucha, and let's see what else. Nato, poke, queso, chili con queso, <laughs> tzatziki, unoaked. And Zatar? Z- uh, Zatar. Zatar, okay. Yes. So a lot of Mediterranean food items making yeah. it this time around. I wonder if they've done more in the past, but maybe the frequency of the amount of them this time is worth talking about, because I well, can remember... we also didn't have a podcast before, so we didn't look into I mean, it. <laughs> I can remember, like, when Rachel Ray was kind of popping, she was the reason, I, well, partially the reason why they did uh, EVOO. Oh, really? Yeah. I, 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 I know she, like, used that a lot. I think it's in the dictionary, partially because of her influence, since she's a low-key uh, shortening phrase influencer. One of the doctors I work with, she asked me, how did I make the fish tacos at this work event? So I put an E-V-O-O, I wrote that, and then she was like, wait, what's that? And I was like, extra virgin olive oil? She's like, oh, yeah. That was a car. She's like, oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> and I was like, all right, Dr. Lee. <laughs> was, this, was this a while ago? No, this was yesterday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess she has a lot of Merriam-Webster dictionary catching up to do. <laughs> so I asked her, I was like, hey, um, are you going to send me a picture of those tacos when you're done? She's like, if it looks nice. I never got the picture. <laughs> I mean, oh, sorry, Dr. Lee. I hope you get better at your fish taco game. But I've noticed, though, from this list, a lot of them are reminiscent of current food trends as well. Yeah, for you know, sure. Earlier I said, you know, a lot of Mediterranean terms, and I feel like lately a lot of those ingredients have seen a lot more of the mainstream stage. You've got stuff like za'atar, which I only, I mean, I've kind of known what it was for years, but I've definitely been seeing it a lot more. I've, I don't, I've never used it before. Any, like, falafel euro spot I usually go to, listed somewhere in some dish. Uh-huh. Um, of course, obviously, like, tzatziki. Everyone should know what tzatziki is by now, too. Yeah, no, that's definitely... Um, 
rise of like popularity in food. Yeah, harissa. It's it's a North African spice, but you know, very common in like Ethiopian food. Mm-hmm. So I've noticed like a lot of the items kind of lend itself to that region as well. On top of being kind of food trends, I do like Arnold Palmer that made it. Been drinking those for years. Yep. So overall, uh, shout out to the dictionary for being down to adapt and be relatable to us and letting us talk about it. All right, our last bit is from Cosmopolitan. This couple loves Whole Foods so much they got married there. Aww. This couple's road to the altar was as organic as they come. I feel like there's going to be a I'm lot sorry, of... I'm sorry, this is pretty white. This is... <laughs> so Ross and Jacqueline got engaged at Whole Foods. Uh, Ross like orchestrated this, I guess, engagement working with Whole Foods to like have samples of her favorite foods as they're like going down the aisle, and then it, I guess, led to some sort of an engagement. And then the bride joked about getting married in the store, and they did. <laughs> yeah, uh, during normal business hours, no yes. less. <laughs> so there were shoppers there to see this. She works in marketing, and um, she came up with 80 different puns for this wedding. Man, even for our show standards, that's a lot. You want to read a couple of your favorites? Like Radishing Bride, <laughs> Ribeye Dew. What is that? Cantaloupe Anymore? Cantaloupe Anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. What else? I don't know. They, I wish they listed all 80. That would be interesting to read. Yeah. And see just kind of how kind of less original they get down the way, because that's a lot to come up with, even for our standards. This is really crazy. They posted some of the photos from the service. Um, yeah. Congrats to the new Mr. and Mrs. They saved a lot of money for this wedding, for sure, because they had it during business hours. <laughs> so it's not like they shut down the store. Still, any money you spend on the food there is still going to cost as much as a normal wedding anyways. No, no. They definitely saved money. Um, but yeah, they... <laughs> <laughs> they uh, the cake was from Whole Foods, the florals, everything, and the reception was held at their home, made with food from Whole Foods. Yeah, and it says for the proposal, he had arranged a special collection of sampling stations through the marketing department. Some of Jacqueline's favorites: pulled pork, cheesecake, pumpkin bread, together completing a puzzle that made a heart-shaped cake. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> What's some of the uh, most interesting kind of wedding food you've had, Dine Piece? I'm going to say the best wedding food I ever had was at my friend Ashley and Jeff's wedding in LA. She spent a lot of money on this wedding. Not from Whole Foods? No. She's very design forward and she cares about all the little details. And this is probably like the best wedding food I ever had. We had fried chicken and biscuits. Mm. But all the appetizers were like, uh, I would say like molecular gastronomy style food. Um, It must be hard to do on large scale too. Yeah, but the main course was I chose fried chicken and biscuits. It was really, really good. Nice. I mean, I've had plenty of bad wedding food, but that, was, usually that, that like, probably stands out for yeah. me. Or any Vietnamese wedding, because <laughs> lots of lobster and crab yeah, and like, shark fin soup. <laughs> ooh, sounds good. Because, yeah, usually it's just you, you want the veggie or the fish or the meat thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a lot of blandness there. And I guess the more original and more, I guess, viral weddings are getting, the more you got to bring it, I guess. So oh, course, this yeah. kind of makes sense. I'm not surprised. But at the same time, it's very hilarious. What about you? Um, what was your most memorable? wedding meal. I kind of have to agree with you where most of them I've been to, they haven't been standout enough-ish. Also, because of open bars. Yeah, true. Um, so that's kind of my answer is open bars. <laughs> that's your favorite wedding food? Yeah. Open bar? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, right, I'm right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's that time. What time it is? That most controversial bit of this podcast is called Saucing on You. We list three things. You have to pick one and we also pick one. That you can never have again. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, we got a very special guest this week. Say hi. Hello. 
This is Jen Louis. Jen Louis Vuitton. <laughs> Jen Louis Vuitton, <laughs> repping Undiscovered. Uh, Shout out to Moose for that one. <laughs> Cam, uh, is it Cam Fest or Cam? Cam. Cam. Yeah, we've been wanting to have you on for a while, so glad you could finally make it. It is Pi Day. By the time you're hearing this, it was March 14th. So it's Pi Day. Or it was Pi Day. <laughs> is what? So I'll say Pi Day for the Pi Day time. Are you ready to pick one thing to never have again? I'm a little scared. You should be. You should be. Well, in honor of Pi Day. <laughs> um, for Pi Day. Yeah. <laughs> what would you never have again? Empanadas? Kuroshki or Hot Pockets. We're kind of going savory pies or however you want to define a pie. Mm. Oh, man. I'm going to have to say Hot Pockets stay. Okay, that's a for sure staying. <laughs> hot Pockets stay. A lot staying. of nostalgia there. Okay. Yes. Um, why, why so? I think it's a nostalgia thing. Like, I grew up with Hot Pockets. Do you have a go-to flavor? I like the pepperoni one. The stock one? Mm. That's the only one. The that's basic the- one. Yep. Yep. There was like the ham, the ham and cheese, ham and cheese one's okay. It's eh. it's been years since I've had one, but again, the nostalgia. I remember being less picky in those days, so they were all good. Whatever got brought home. When you were a kid, did you actually like warm it up in that sleeve, the, the sleeve, sleeve oh, yes. with the fake? Yeah, I was. How how yeah. else would you warm it? I was I was very scared back then. If I did it, I'd break the rules or it'd burst. They, <laughs> you they, break the rules. They, they, <laughs> they, <laughs> hot pocket rules. Yeah. <laughs> I always toasted mine in the toaster oven. Oh, that's a hack. You, you take it one level up, girl. You've been doing that. I mean, why not? I have a toaster <laughs> oven. Why am I not going to use it, right? When you were a kid? Yeah. Oven? I was allowed to use kitchen stuff when I was a kid. <laughs> I didn't even know what a toaster oven was until way later. Yeah. I think you know, we had an oven. Well, granted, and that's just I was too still much. eating them as an adult. So <laughs> I know how to use one as an adult for yeah, sure. Yeah, now. Yeah. Okay, so Hot Pockets are staying. I'm going to have to say Piroshi's good because I don't eat that often. Mm. I don't know. I Yeah, I just don't eat Piroshi's that often. Okay. It's, empanadas are always like, when I see it on the menu, I'm like, dude, I want one. Yeah. Although, yeah. Okay, no, actually, I'll save it for my turn. But yeah, Hot Pockets. Okay. Number one. I'm going to get rid of Hot Pockets. Ooh. Because I've never had a Piroshki before, so I can't get rid of it yet because I don't I've never had one. <laughs> so you're you're having faith that they're worth keeping. It's like I a mean, trust keep. Yeah. I mean apparently people like them. I don't know. I've just never had one before. Okay. Hot I'll, pocket. I could I'm okay not, not eating again? one again. Okay. Yeah. Empanadas I do like, except for like the ones with raisins in them. I fucking hate those. Those are garbage. <laughs> those need to be thrown away. Oh, okay. But <laughs> But yeah, I'm gonna get rid of hot pockets because I've never had a Proshki. Okay, that's I guess. That's, I think that's fair. That's, I don't want to get rid of something I've never had. Give it a chance. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. give it a chance by keeping it. People, let me know where I should go have a Proshki. I know, I'll take you. Okay, which, I'll bring some. Which spot? Maybe it'll change my life. Really? <laughs> Am I not allowed to have it anymore? No, <laughs> it's convenient for me because there's one by my work. But is it good though? I think they're pretty tasty. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, I'll plug it then. It's called Pushkin. It's on like Bush and Kearney. It's in the International Food Court. Oh. They have good borscht. They have good pelmeni, which are also Russian dumplings. It's a go-to lunch option there, especially because it's kind of like, again, like it's called a little international food court. And the lines get long everywhere, including theirs. But because you have so many options, their line moves really moves pretty quick. And a lot of them are already pre- kind of baked in the morning so they just kind of reheat them up before they give them to you okay and they have all kinds so like all the fillings 
So I guess that kind of segued into <laughs> Do me you know saying, what I'm, you're going to get rid of? What's your favorite Piroshki filling then? Uh, well, traditional, I think you, it's like beef and onion. I've had some like not as traditional ones from this place. Like they've done salmon in some before, which okay. are pretty nice. Kind of like empanadas, which maybe I was also going to segue into my answer. But even sometimes the vegetarian ones are really good, like the the Swiss chard ones. Okay. And cheese. Uh, this Peroski place also does that kind of stuff with their Peroskis as well. They have sweet ones too, like there's apple cinnamon ones. And again, I don't. It's more team savory over here, so I rarely get the sweet ones. Um, they have a cabbage one that was good. Um, they do keep it seasonal, so. When you come back often, they've they've switched out like which is our Peroski of the day or which what, what are we is stuffing there this a Peroski time? Peroski stamp card. They don't have a stamp card as far as <laughs> I know. I like bring your I own. like stamp card places. Yeah, they don't. Just bring your own. Yeah, <laughs> and just say hey, I've been and here I ten times. I reward myself after ten. <laughs> buy myself yeah. another one. Yes. Yeah. And they're pretty good size. I can usually eat about one or two per meal. Or after the tenth, you can move on. Like if you don't want the Peroski. Or like you just walk back it. there. I've gotten Done. 10. I'm going to go help myself to my 11th one so right now. So then we now. can like retract this question and like I can answer it after I eat 10. Yeah, maybe we we'll do We will ask you after 10. Or I'll okay. do what I can. We'll do what we can to make sure you get some before next show. And then okay. maybe you can kind of recap okay. if your answer still stands. Oh my gosh. It's a sauce on you with a little asterisk by it for maybe the first time. Maybe pending. I'll join answer in on pending. the conversation. Yeah, yeah, I'll be yeah. like, I take that back. Fuck Hot Pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'd care much. Unless they really reached out, and then that just means our brand's getting big. So that kind of leads into my answer as well. I'm going to keep Peroshkis. I've had a couple good ones, like growing up. My mom would even get frozen ones from Costco, which even the frozen ones are pretty good. Yeah, I like the one by my work. I haven't had too many, like, different ones at different places, but every time I've had one, it's always been really delicious. And that's what I like about this edition of Sauston that we're doing savory pies, not sweet pies. And for something that's just encased in a pastry or bread that we can loosely define a pie, super tasty. For that same reason, I think I have to keep empanadas for the same reason as well. Um, we're lucky that we have a lot of places in the Bay here that do them. I almost feel like too many in a good way. Um, a lot of the stuffings are pretty similar, but sometimes when you find one that has something unique in it, still makes you excited. Yeah, yeah, except raisins. Um, so I've got to drop Hot Pockets as well. Because again, Aww. I haven't had one in years. They're still tasty to me, but never would I like go out of my way. And I had to imagine if these three handheld, handheld savory pies were on a table, I wouldn't go for it. Maybe if there was like ranch dressing sriracha at hand to dip it in. You can put whatever you want on it. Yeah, but it's the other asking which but, sauce but gotta go. The other two don't need it. Yeah, Ooh. true, true. For a Hot Pocket... You know, the flavor is simple, which is not a bad thing. It's simple and familiar enough that I want to kind of mess with it more. That's why I need the ranch and sriracha or something um, in the wee hours of the morning. Um, I guess that's also a factor that one of, one, of those is the, one of those is way easier to get than the other two. But still, I, don't, I wouldn't miss it because I think it's that way. I'll get something else. This kind of messes with me because when I think of pie, I'm thinking like pie crust, like a flaky. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, on I the on the product picture on the box, a hot pocket looks like it would have flaky crust. It just looks like it. It doesn't really, but it looks like it does. What made you guys go this route rather? When you said pies, I was totally thinking about sweet pies. Sweet pies. Well, we've done sweet pies on the show, but we did mm. Thanksgiving pies on the show before. And because being that- we're not regular, Jen. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. My bad. Why not chicken pot pie? That was an option, but it's not, we went. We almost went for handheld ones for this round. You can hold certain. Oh, chicken bake from Costco. Those are great too. Chicken bakes are good. Chicken. Mm-hmm. Although if I'm going to Costco, I'm not getting that though. I'm getting pizza or a hot dog. Also true. I'm like never have I craved a chicken bake from Costco either. It's always been out of necessity. Thanks, Flan. 
Um, so yeah, that <laughs> handheld savory pies, I think, was our loose method. I didn't intro it that well. I'm gonna write it back up in the in the image that we post for this. That it's handheld savory pies for pie day. Party. Party. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today, Jen. Yeah. Thanks for having me for this um, pie discussion. What can we expect from you soon? It's <laughs> also demanding. Oh, man. We're going to see you at. Ooh. What you bring into the table. Yeah. Yeah, girl. Know. Where are you, you going to be at? What is coming up? Well, CamFest is in May, from May 10th to the 24th. So that's going to come up, and I probably won't be sleeping for a month. Uh, but I'm ready for that. And then That's not any different from that normal Jen. <laughs> that is sadly very true. <laughs> Um, just so uh, listeners can know, uh, what what is CamFest? So CamFest is Asian American Media Festival. Um, it's this is the thirty sixth year. Um, well, I didn't know it was that old. Yeah, and then so we feature a lot of great films, shorts, documentaries, and they also throw a lot of different events showcasing Asian American artists. Um, so it's really really cool to be a part of this team. Uh, it's my first time doing it and. And it's a great team, so I'm having a good time. Yeah. I think this year I actually want to try to go watch a movie. Like, in the years before, I've only gone to the gala. Uh, yeah. You know, the, all the party stuff. But actually not uh, participate in the arts. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to do that this year. There's definitely some food-based ones, so you guys should definitely check oh. that out. Which okay. I'll tell you about. Perfect. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. That's probably the next biggest thing that's happening. That's a pretty big thing. Yeah, 36 years. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. thank you for being part of our, our Pi Day discussion. Thank you. Yeah. It was fun. Now a Hot Pocket. <laughs> and a Piroshki. I do with that. I don't want a Hot Pocket. <laughs> Sorry. I want it all stacked together. Ooh, like triple, <laughs> oh. Oh, my triple, God. Triple, no. my, a triple decker? Yeah. I just got excited for a second. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. Future content may be coming. We'll see. But thanks for spending some time with us, guys. Hope you had enough flavor in your ear. <laughs> we always appreciate all the love and support that we receive. Yeah, I've really been digging the conversation on our sauce and on use lately. Um, there was a heated one for the hot sauce a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, please keep it up. Yeah, we love it. Um, and yeah, follow our Instagram. Uh, come to our club. Come to our club. Again, we have a <laughs> website, sitdownbehungry.club. Uh, like us on iTunes, subscribe, and like, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you can find all of our other stuff on there. Um, so, Dime Peach, you got anything coming up? Uh, yeah, on Thursday, I'm going to eat with Marvin, Native Sons Marvin. He must be very hungry because he's been talking about yeah. Hot Pot. He's been texting me consistently. I guess if it's it, it must be Shabu because we is Hot Pot. And yeah, he gave me two options. He was like iPod or Sizzler. I haven't, I don't been, know. I haven't been to either. I chose iPod. I really love iPod. So, yeah, shout out to iPod in uh, Outer, Outer Sunset. Nice. But yeah, we, you and I got, we were lucky enough. We got very lucky. We got lucky enough to score tickets for the Alpa store pop, pop up. Shout out to our 12th guest. Is it number 12? Yeah, number 12th. Yeah. Yes. Miguel. Yes. Um, it's going to be at Mestiza on the 31st this month. And yeah, that that pop up sold out in 12 hours. Yeah. We didn't even use any uh, pod clout. We just had no, to buy our tickets. No. We, we, we copped our tickets like normal folk. Yeah. And um, it's $20. Unfortunately, it's sold out. And it's all you can eat. Enjoy the FOMO. Or see you there. And uh, Mind Motion, Santero, and T Money are DJing. 
Um, and it's going to be hosted by Chewy Gomez and Fran Boogie. No, those, that's that's heavy. Yeah, no. I mean, it's Miguel. He, he knows Yeah, folks. well, I mean, just for, <laughs> think about it, just for a, a taco pop-up, there's a lot of stuff going on with this. That's pretty awesome. No, I mean, it's, it's a big deal. Like, and Miguel, he's very smart in marketing himself and, you know, building up to this because, yeah, this is. This, an, I with, knew this was going to happen soon, but with a name like Al Pastor Poppy, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of good hype built around that. So the first 50 people are going to receive a T-shirt. So get there early. I'm going to definitely try to go early because uh, the T-shirt looks pretty tight. <laughs> yeah. So if you're if you're not going, sorry, enjoy the FOMO. If you're going, we'll see you there. Yeah. And um, I've got nothing else really coming up. Uh, if you've got anything cool, we should check out. Feel yeah. free to hit us up in any of the aforementioned places of contact. And uh, yeah, maybe ask us out to eat. I want to eat with some people I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no. Holler at me anytime. Cool. We'll see you guys next show. Bye. Bye. <laughs> She's like, he's hella dressing up right now. He's like, hella good change. It's relaxed. <laughs> She's like,